Welcome to a place where two HR professionals who happen to be twins, by the way, have shop talk about HR, careers, and all the things you want to say at work but won't. The Career Salon is a place to relax, a place to learn, and a place to be yourself. This is a judgment-free zone where we put it all on the table to become better. We learn many things from our guests and hope you grab a couple of things to take with you as well. We spend most of our time at work, so let's talk about what that means. Come on in. The salon is open. Welcome to this episode of the Career Salon Podcast with the HR Twins. We're excited to have Nicole Rohn as our guest in the salon today. Nicole is a capacity coach, the host of the Flow and Flourish podcast, and a transformational speaker who helps high-performing women increase their capacity for sustainable success by creating balance between their personal and professional lives. This wife and mother of two has steadily and successfully climbed the corporate ladder by supporting thousands of employees globally so she knows what it's like to wear many hats and juggle competing priorities. As a human resources leader for over a decade, she has coached and trained managerial staff, including C-suite and executive level employees at billion dollar Fortune 500 companies, and has helped them to build leadership capabilities and cultivate thriving company cultures. Because of her 10 plus years of corporate HR experience, Nicole understands the unique challenges of busy, high-performing women and how a lack of fluidity between the worlds of home and work can create a barrier between them and their next level. Her mantra is, when you flow effortlessly, you flourish tremendously. Please welcome Nicole. All right, all right. Welcome to the Career Salon Podcast with the HR Twins. Thank you so much for joining us today. Today we have in the building or virtual space, (laughs) (laughs) Nicole Roan, the only capacity coach that I know. Okay, Okay, right. I'll take that. I'll take it. it. (laughs) Welcome, Nicole. And we're just so glad to have her in here. We read her bio already. And today we're talking about dreams. Hello. Hmm. We've watched some TV lately or some documentaries or even listened to music where those certain things encouraged us to talk about dreaming and it's never too late to dream. So we want to talk a little bit about that. Most recently, I know, Camille, you've watched some additional things, but yeah. most recently we watched the Kanye West documentary on Netflix. And Genius. Genius. And we're not going to go into so much of what Kanye is doing now. We're just going to focus on what the documentary focused on, which is how he got started and the obstacles and the things that he went through and to see how far he has come from where he started. You know, listening to that song started from the bottom. Now we hear yeah, that's that. <laughs> so we want to talk about that. I, I want to ask Nicole, when someone brings up dreaming or having dreams, what does that mean to you? Oh, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> it means a lot to me personally, because, you know, I watched my dad dream 
and build his business from the ground up from where, you know, he started um, an interior and exterior like painting company for residential and then commercial and going from, you know, the residential space into the commercial space. And it literally was all a dream. Right. Mm -hmm. And him having the desire to want to grow that and step outside of the norm of the nine to five and, you know, dealing with the naysayers of people telling him he was crazy. He couldn't do it, let alone Mm -hmm. he was growing up, you know, in Chicago and being a young black man who, you know, just had to overcome so many obstacles and then getting into that business space. So I watched him dream out loud. And so for Mm -hmm. me, really, that fuels my desire and my passions as I continue to dream and support everybody around me to do the same thing. Because it's like, what is life if you're not dreaming? Like out loud, though, you know? Yeah, Mm -hmm. I think that dreams... I I would say dreams are different these days from what I'm noticing, right? Because, you know, as kids, us growing up, we're, we dreamed and we're like, oh my gosh, we have these goals, we have these aspirations, we want to do certain things. But now it seems like a lot of kids and young people coming up, they don't have to dream because if they want to be a billionaire, they get on TikTok and do a viral video. Or are they an influencer and they have like sponsorships or they're a Fashion Nova partner? I'm just kidding. Or, you know, whatever. Influencer, partner, ad, you know, it's like, okay, let me just do this and, you know, automatically make a million dollars or $500,000 or whatever. So, and, and I think it also, our dreams, only attached to money, mm-hmm. you know? So those are the, some of the things I've been thinking about in terms of dreaming now, this day and age with these generations versus people having dreams and aspirations back in the day, like, you know, when we were growing up and we didn't have social media and influencerships mm-hmm. and, and things like that, that we do now. What are your <laughs> thoughts about that, Nicole? So I agree with you wholeheartedly. And Mm -hmm. I remember growing up and even, you know, before I dreamed of having a business, my dream was to grow up and be successful, get a good job and do those sorts of things. Mm -hmm. Whereas now, you know, like you said, the dreams look like, yeah, I want to be an influencer. I want to be a blogger. Um, And there's this thought that while it does sometimes happen overnight, that's not the norm. And so I do also think with that, that sometimes people get discouraged when they have that dream and it's not instantaneous because what's not being shown, right, is that, you know, and I know we'll get into this, like the behind the scenes grinding that it takes to get to the level where you're considered an influencer or, you know, all the work that goes behind that. So I just, I agree wholeheartedly and Mm -hmm. I've learned how to, uh, you know, check myself when it comes to my own dreams, because too, you know, seeing people out there that are doing some of the things that I'm doing or aspire to do. And I see that success part, but it's not mm-hmm. until I dive deeper to say, oh, they've been doing this for 15 years. No wonder they making a million dollars or however yeah. it is. Um, and I want to touch too on what you said about dreams really being tied to only the financial piece. Mm-hmm. And you know, I feel like 
honestly, that's a lose-lose situation. Yes, it's good to tie the the aspiration and the goal to the money. But for me, I dream of that impact, right? Of really being yeah. able to change other people's lives. And I think when you couple that together, along with, of, of course, first and foremost, being in alignment with God and what he has you on this earth to do, um, that's when the dream is full circle. So it's not just the money piece. It's so much more than that. And I think we need to help everybody understand how they all work together. I absolutely agree. And let's be honest, culturally, you know, as black people, we were told we weren't worth dreaming. Like dreaming wasn't for us. Wasn't an option. And, you know, our dreams, our ancestors' dreams were back in the day, I just want a boat. Or I just want to go in this store, you know, and not be, you know, harassed because of my skin color. So you know, thank goodness that we have had some involvement in terms of the freedom to dream and make things happen. And and let's be clear, even with that, it was because of those dreams that we have made progress to where we are today. And, you know, when you talk about building something or whether it's connected or to money or passion, we see the behind the scenes and people working hard only to be realized five years from then or 10 years from now. And I just want to encourage people that looking at your current state does not determine how your dreams will unfold. Mm -hmm. Because I even look at, you know, the Kanye West, you know, documentary, you would think that first that your friend was crazy to follow, quit his job, follow you when you move to New York just to continue to film you and because he believed in his dream so much that you wanted to film him making it Mm -hmm. and it took years (laughs) for him to do it all the you would think that because he wrote all these songs produced all these songs for all these stars and celebrities that you know people would have given him a shot to do what he wanted to do which is produce write and rap his himself, but that wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. And he really had to like go around and prove himself and his worth. But, you know, in that he may have gotten discouraged, but he kept going. He believed in his himself so much, even if other people didn't. And that's just so inspiring, you know, that if you can see it, then you can believe it. You can do it. And, you know, the old adage is comparison is the death of a dream. I, you know, in that documentary, I didn't see him comparing himself to anybody. He thought of himself as like a a dreamer. Anomaly. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just him. It wasn't, oh, I'm going to be the next this person or this person. I'm Kanye and this is me and this is what I'm going to do. Um, that was very inspirational, I thought. Something yeah. else I do from that is, you know, he dreamed and he had these aspirations, but guess what? He had action. Come on now. He <laughs> actively pursued yes. his dream every single day. Mm-hmm. Like was going out grinding every single day. Mm-hmm. And I don't I don't want to bring um, grinding as like a negative context, like hustling and stuff like that. But I just mean like putting work because it was his dream 
So as much as he would have worked hard for somebody else, he worked doubly hard for himself, putting all that time and effort in pursuing his dreams. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something when we talk about dreams, a lot of people talk about dreams in the context of I have a dream and, you know, that's just what it is, a dream. But a a dream doesn't mean that this is something out in the space, something just kind of drifting. No, it's something that you aspire to. Aspire is an action word, mm-hmm. right? And so it's something that you have to actively pursue every day. Um, and I think that's definitely something to think about, you know, as we're talking about dreams and encouraging people to dream is to actively pursue that dream every day. Um, it is stuck with you for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. and I know, Nicole, you were full time in the HR space and then you were like, I'm going to act on my dream. Like, how did you come to that realization? Like, I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> I think it's time for me to decrease all my energy into someone else's dream and put that repurpose that energy into my dream. How? What were some, some of your thought processes and you know, to figure that out for yourself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to, it ties into this. So I want to step back and talk about how Kanye didn't compare himself to anybody, right? And how specifically he said that he was like the bridge between, um, you know, what Talib Kweli and The Rock were doing because he was a different mix. And with that, he stepped out on faith just as his friend did the faith and the belief in, you know, what was deposited in their hearts and in their souls. And so for me, it went a little something like that, but God kind of pushed me over the edge (laughs) to get me to listen, um, you know, to a point where he had told me a while ago that, you know, this is what I want you to do in terms of helping other people. I mentioned to you all that, you know, my spot in HR, my office ended up being like the therapy spot. And so he kept revealing to me over and over that I needed to be that bridge, that gap, right? And once he sat me down all the way, meaning I got really, really sick, had to take time off work because I was operating beyond my capacity, God helped me understand the necessity for stepping out and and trailblazing to teach people about that. And so some of the thought processes that went through my mind were, okay, first and foremost, are you sure that's what you want me to do? Because I really do like (laughs) this, this, uh, this six figure role in this office and, you know, (laughs) that come along with it. And then the thought was, People are going to think that I'm crazy to walk away from this and to really just full blown 10,000% pursue my dream. And so there was a lot of fear. I'm not going to lie that was associated with that. But the more that I spent time with God, the more that I sat down and really mapped it out, right? It wasn't an overnight thing. I, I made sacrifices, including, you know, communicating with my husband about what I wanted to do in this business. And we downsized completely. We went from like a three level um, home to a two bedroom home so that I could be positioned 
to not have to contribute so much financially. So that was a step. So really assessing what is it going to take for me to be able to do this? And am I willing to make that sacrifice? Um, And understanding that the people around me that are closest to me were sacrificing as well. And they still are as I build this business, because you all know, you know, even as you're working in full time roles, what you're doing in your business and with the podcast, it requires so much time and energy. So I had to get my mind right and say like are you really committed to this the way that you say you are because it sounds good right it sounds real good when you're planning and you're thinking about all the fun stuff but what nobody tells you is about that behind the scenes work like we saw Kanye do right the Mm -hmm. constant grinding grinding of you know, stay in the course, stay in focus, being persistent, you know, when everything that you've done, you know, seems to be able to speak for itself. Not only are you trying to convince other people to believe in what it is that you're doing, but you have to muster up the strength to continue to believe in yourself when you keep getting all those no's. And so for me, it's been a daily choice to choose to be resilient, to understand, you know, what my my calling is and to pursue this dream like nothing on this planet. And I'm happy to say that I've been an entrepreneur full time for the last year. And listen, I'm so proud of myself. And I've been on you know, at least 15 different podcasts. I've done at least 15 different speaking engagements. Um, You know, I'm continuing to grow. I have a really good influx of clients. I'm expanding my business to now incorporate my HR side as well so that I can help other people. Um, And I wouldn't have it any other way. It's hard. And some yeah. days I'm like, you know what? Let me get on and take it. I'm about to go get a job. I ain't doing it. Um, but that's where the choice to continue to be encouraged and to just keep moving forward. Because like we saw, you know, when you really believe in what you do and you combine that with faith and you combine that with action, your dreams are possible. You just got to yeah. do the work. Absolutely. We're going to take a quick break to hear from our podcast sponsor, one of them, um, Anchor, and we'll be right back. I really love this conversation. I just want to say this because I just, especially in the social media culture, you can really have a dream and really scroll too many hours on Instagram and really get deflated and be like, well, I don't think I can do that. How does this person have 85,000 followers? <laughs> you you can really deflate yourself. Like I said, comparison can really, you know, get you down. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I would I want to say, too, that the way that the world goes round, like e-commerce and economics is because it's built off of people's dreams. Mm-hmm. Somebody had to think of a cell phone and somebody had to think of a pair of glasses, prescription glasses. Somebody thought of making earrings. Like all of these things that we use in everyday life and we do came from somebody else's dream. And so that's how we build society and build cultures is by putting our dreams and visions out there. And make no mistake, I'm speaking for Nicole and us, you may see our Instagram. You may see we only got 1,700 or 1,800 followers, but make no mistake, that is not an indicator on what you will see in the future. Please believe me, you're going to see all of us flourish 
as the Nicole's podcast. Listen, <laughs> you're going to see all of us flourish in ways that, like, if you're hating on us now because we got a podcast and a little consulting business, uh, get your popcorn. Okay? It ain't going to be little for long, right? right. Because dreams have popcorn. to start somewhere. They start small. You know, we hear the stories of Amazon started in a garage. Apple started, mm. you know, in the basement. You mm. know, McDonald's started... I don't know where, but you know, it, it's grown, but it starts with that dream. And like you said, that determination, I don't care what our followers look like right now. And nope. I'm not, I'm going to even say this, what we're doing is not small. This is big because we're yeah. encouraging people to dream out loud, to take those actions. And I, I just really think about where Kanye started and yeah. how, you know, even though he was doing all of this stuff and surrounded by all of these people, you know, he still had to push himself every day. And sometimes that meant with some of those really dope beats he was making, he gave it to somebody else so that he yeah. could fuel his dream. Right. Yeah. And oftentimes that's kind of what we're doing too, right? We're giving our time, our energy, our resources mm -hmm. and things to other people. But then there comes a, a shift where we're like, you know what? I got to conserve some of this or conserve some of this so I can pour it into my dream. And so as people watch us do this, you know, I believe fully that it's going to encourage, motivate and inspire people to take that action necessary consistently over time so that we going to blow up your way. Right. So y'all wait for it. Like you said, get the right. Think right. what you want to. I want to add something else I was thinking about is I think that a lot of us or just a lot of people in general want to or think that their circle is going to be consistent as they grow and develop their dream. You and sometimes say? it's not always like that. You might have some core people that's going to be there you know, your quote unquote ride or die, but your circle is going to ebb and flow um, once you start to get out there and develop your dreams. And really, there are some people that, you know, if you have people around you, they're not dreaming themselves. They have no clue in how to support you in your dream, right? Yeah. And, you know, you can have friends and things like that, but some people just just don't know, especially if you they feel like something is outlandish or it's such a big idea like, ah, oh, okay, there goes Camille thinking that thing again, dreaming that thing again. Good luck like, with that. That's, that's far out. That's, you know, huge. How is she going to make it that way, you know? And so we, I, I just want to normalize the fact that your circle can change multiple times um, as you are dreaming and developing your dreams. It's not going to always be a constant, the same people. Oh, I've known this person since fourth grade and they've always been here. You might have one or two people like that, right? Mm -hmm. But that's not, that's not reality, essentially. Yeah. Can I say that I've witnessed that personally over the last um, couple of years? Because, you know, I have... A lot of family. Um, I've had a lot of friends and close relationships. And because my desire to actually step into my my dream and live it out loud, um, 
has shifted how I show up and what I do, who I entertain and give my energy to that's impacted my relationships. You know, Mm -hmm. some people that I was super close with would talk to on the phone every day, hang out on the weekends. I've shifted that energy to work into my business. And sometimes that don't go so well with the people who want you to stay where you are. And I've also noticed sometimes too, that when you are really out here grinding, doing what you're doing to have your dreams come true. Can I be honest? It makes other people uncomfortable sometimes because they didn't, you know, they may have those dreams, but they don't have the, the true desire to act them out. And when you are doing that and you're seeing all of that come together, it frustrates people around you sometimes like, Oh, you might think you better, or you're doing this and you doing that. I knew you win X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And it reminds me of how, you know, with Kanye, they kept him in that box, right. Mm-hmm. For a long, long time. And then there was a scene in there where he, he went back home, came back home to Chicago. Yep. And had an, and he sat down with them that day after grinding just to get into that space that he used to sneak into. And later that day, they was talking behind his back and he, he was just dumbfounded. Yeah. And so we have to accept that when we step into our dreams, that yes, those relationships are going to shift. You know, you cannot bring everybody with you. But one, and one of the things that I say on my podcast and in my coaching and as I'm working is that, you know, you are the company that you keep. You are. And so in order to continue to fuel your dreams, sometimes you got to get outside of your itty bitty circle because they don't get it like you. And to be honest, like you two lovely ladies are a direct result of that because, you know, part of me dreaming was meeting uh, Emily at a conference that I went to. Right. And because of my connection to her, I met you all. And so I'm constantly surrounding myself with like hearted, like minded people that are going to feed my dream rather than stump on it and tell me what I can't do. So I'm I'm going to need y'all to check y'all circle. Yes. And, And, you know, you are so right. You know what's a good indicator for knowing that you're on the right path of your dreams is when you meet strangers and they're wanting and willing to support you in your dream and you don't even know them. And you're like, okay, but you're supporting me more than my <laughs> friend from second grade. Like you something from my, my <laughs> list of services and, you know, if my, my best friend hasn't. Mm-hmm. I also learned too that, you know, what we do in our businesses, it ain't necessarily for our circle. It's for other people. And so I've had to learn how to separate the two as well. Like I can't expect my friends and family to get all hype per se about my business and want to get services and stuff from me, partially because they get the benefit naturally from being around. But I believe there's a space and place for everything. Now it's one thing, you know, to support you um, and encourage you, but it's another, like I thought for sure, like, Ooh, I'm starting this coaching business. I just know all my 22 cousins going to be like, girl, sign me up. Not one. And that's okay. (laughs) I know what you're saying. (laughs) And it it just, it's a process, right? Like learning to keep our family where our family is, but also being open to building those relationships outside of what we're accustomed to, because that's where it's at, 
really being able to surround, again, yourselves with the people, the resources, and the things that are going to help you build your dreams. And Kanye did that by uprooting and going to New York. He didn't want to do that, but he did. Yep, sure did, because he loves Chicago. But like you said, sometimes sacrifices have to be made to go after your dreams. And and speaking of uh, going back to your dream and what you do as a capacity coach, I know we're winding down on time. So I want to give people an opportunity to hear what you're currently offering and, you know, give a, I know we've probably said it in your bio, but give a short synopsis of what you offer and where people can find you. Absolutely. Can I first just say how thankful I am that we get to talk about these dreams? Listen, be here on the career salon. Um, So thank you so much for having me. Quickly, what I do as a capacity coach is honestly just help you manage your capacity, meaning your time, your resources, and your energy so that you can show up in excellence regardless of the room that you're in, whether you are walking in the boardroom or you, you know, walking into the living room or the kitchen to support your family, really being able to be mindful about how we manage ourselves as a literal human resource. Okay, so that we can do these things. Um, And one of the things that I offer is a balance booster, which is a 60 minute intensive coaching session that I help you identify. Number one, what's blocking your flow, like what's preventing you from being able to really have that capacity. And then we put together a strategic action plan based on your values your goals and your needs. And so that's one of those things. Uh, But I also have a really amazing free capacity calculator that helps all of us really, yes, ma'am, free 99. Come on, free 99. Um, I built it with honestly myself in mind, knowing I'm not the only person who's going through this that tends to put so much on our plates, right? Yes, I can do it. I can do this. I can do that. But this capacity calculator really helps you understand, do your actions match your words? And so it assesses what's really on your plate. What are you prioritizing? And once you take it, it probably takes maybe five minutes, but it even gives you some tips on how to manage your capacity based on where you fall. And so all of that can be found on my website um, at NicoleRone.com. I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, all of those places. So please, if you do nothing else, go check your capacity so that you can make room to do what you need and want to do. Oh, and let's not forget, you have a wonderful podcast yourself. So tell us a little bit about that. (laughs) I got so excited. Yes, I also have the Flow and Flourish podcast, which is what I like to call a sister friend community that we all come together and we talk about the real life challenges that come up, you know, while we're wearing all these multiple hats and while self-care sounds like a good thing, right? We talk about how do we really achieve that? And I have, you know, a bunch of wonderful guests, including you, ladies who I can't wait for that episode to come out. Um, But that is on all the different streaming platforms. Um, We are, I just celebrated, I say just, but in September celebrated my one year anniversary. We're about 60 (laughs) episodes in. Um, It's a phenomenal podcast that again, just highlights how do we do this so that we can flow and flourish and show up in excellence. 
I love all the things that you're doing. <laughs> and I'm we're definitely the Carissa Line HR twins. We're definitely supporters of all of your dreams. And if it's anything that we can do to help to encourage you, push you to do more. If you need us, just let us know. We're hoping that our audience will go visit her podcast and also, you know, website. And if you need a capacity coach, this is the one. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I we're looking forward to partnering with you more in the future. I'm pretty sure we can find thing little pieces of our dreams uh, our dreams and yours to put together so we can continue to partner and support each other but we thank you so much for your time it's been wonderful talking about this subject and I'm just more encouraged by the minute of this podcast to continue dreaming and working on myself and working on what I see for myself um, Camille, do you have any last words? No, I, I mean, I'm just so excited that Nicole was able to come on and talk to us about this subject. I haven't really heard a lot of podcasts talk about dreaming, and I know it's something we were talking about in conversation. And you all, this this conversation is unscripted. We didn't have any questions or anything that we provided, Nicole. We just like having a chat, right? <laughs> so awesome. Thank you for coming and, and being just, you know, off the cuff, <laughs> all of yeah. the above and having a real conversation. That's what we do here in the Career Salon. Yeah. So thank you to our audience for joining us and we'll catch you all on the next episode. Bye. Now a word from our sponsor, Black and HR. What is Black and HR? It's a community of over 5,000 Black HR professionals around the country who share jobs, uplift each other, and meet for social events. The mission is to create a safe space and one-stop shop for Black HR professionals to grow, network, and learn. As a member of the community, you have access to partnership with some of the largest organizations in the world. You have experts available to educate and train you and also set you up for success navigating your career. If you would like to partner to post jobs, if you are looking for this type of community to share and gain knowledge, or if you're simply lost in HR, go to theblackinhr.com to get started. This is Carla, the HR expert. And this is Camille, the recruiting expert. And we're the HR twins. You just finished an episode of the Career Salon podcast. Be sure to follow us on all social media platforms at the Career Salon. And don't forget to subscribe and follow on all podcast platforms for upcoming episodes.